Hello and welcome to the I Am Kate After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight we're talking about Season 2, Episode 3 and 4 called Partner Up and The Great Debate. Tonight we'll be giving our thoughts and predictions and breaking down the episode, so stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin! Hello, hello, it's the I Am Kate After Show. We got our full panel here, as well as a brand new host. Uh, we redid the season two, episode three and four we're talking about, so let's do some quick intros. I'm Jeffrey Masters, I tweet from Jeff Masters one I am Char Jesso, and you can find me everywhere at Char Says So. What's up, everyone? I'm Thomas Rulina, and you can find me at Thomas Rulina on Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat, and Facebook. Yeah, so Thomas is new, as you guys can tell. He's a big fan of the show, as well as all of the Kardashians. Yes. You watch all those shows? Yes, I'm watching every Sunday. (laughs) Do you you even watch the (laughs) spinoffs? Yes. I'm not a fan of the spin-off. Mm-hmm. I like the, because I like Chris. Chris is my favorite. So if she's not really like, if I don't get to see her every Sunday, I really, I'm not here for like, Kendall and Kylie take Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I haven't seen any of them for like about five years. So it's nice to have your knowledge joining the panel. New season starts in May. Yes. I probably won't watch it. I probably won't watch it. I can't wait. <laughs> so the lineage of Caitlin, you can like help us give the background facts in case we need them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, let's start with Partnering Up season, uh, the episode, episode three, three that was last week. Uh, this was the big like love and dating episode. Mm-hmm. It started with Candace Kane talking about all the rejection she feels and I mean we've talked about it in past episodes I think it's just so important as you can attest this dating in the trans community is such a major issue and to have that on TV I think is so important yeah and I also feel that and I was kind of saying this you know when we were watching the episode it doesn't matter how pretty you are typically or what even you have to offer to the table a lot of the times you become numb to it numb to not getting stood up but numb to the dating experience because the pool gets as candace said last week the the pool of guys to choose from gets smaller and smaller typically when yes. you're tra- when you're trans and and picking out who's just there for your body and who's there to get to know you like it's a very very small pool so you kind of become numb at least i know that i've become numb um in a lot of senses when it comes to dating like i'm like totally like fine yeah and i mean just to talk about the moment with ella in uh, episode four that we saw tonight where the guy didn't show up it mm-hmm. might or it might not have been because she's trans but i want her to might know that because of the cameras that's what i was thinking honestly. yeah yeah and i want her to know that whatever the reason was like this is gonna happen to anybody <laughs> and, and this does. buckle up and the way that i kind of coped with this in my experience is if it can happen to my sis friends and and my straight friends and my gay friends it you can't just blame your transness on everything when it comes to dating because in general not to bash on men but a lot of men just ain't no good you know so you can't really blame your transness because i'm sure if you're gay if you're straight however you identify sexually or however you uh present to the world a lot of the times, like I said, I hear the stories all the time, whether you be white, black, m- dating is just not easy for anyone. I'll just say that. You know, so you can't really, you know, rest your, blame it on your transness, I don't think. What I noticed in episode three was, you know, Zachary is in a relationship. She is. And I feel like I wish that they had touched on it a little bit just for the viewers to get an insight on, 
you know, her experience and you know what mm-hmm. I mean? I felt like that was something that I wanted to dive a little bit yeah. more into. I think that's a great point because we saw him in the first episode. Yeah. And since then we've been talking about dating trans women, but we have such a great example that I want to see more of him. Yeah, totally. But it, I love that she went out of her way to, you know, create a profile for Candace. I thought that was really, yeah. you know, online nice. dating is what's happening. Online dating is trash. <laughs> what? No. I have so Why? many. I, I As you said, the pool, the, um, unfortunately, the pool that like wants to date trans women is smaller yes, than normal. Because everything's true. typically hypersexualized. In my experience yeah. with online dating, everything's hypersexualized. But a lot of my trans have found really more luck online because they're able to say, look, I'm trans, and people can like deal with their issues before yeah. and like get over them. But see, because a lot of times you end up playing Ian Levanzant and Dr. Phil in the relationship. Uh-oh. Whether you be the 11th trans woman that he's dated, you got to kind of look at, okay, is he a chaser? Is he just faking the funk to get in my panties? Or if you're, especially if you're the first trans woman that, you know, he's dating, then you really, it's a lot of, a lot of times you just got to, it, it, you sign up for something that you didn't sign up for. Of course. What, did your Counseling. experience change in uh, <laughs> Chicago versus LA? Or is it about the same? Um, you know what? I didn't really get a chance to date in Chicago because I was only there. I graduated. Um, I left the Oklahoma City, Dallas, Texas area and moved back home. And I was only there for a split. Like, I'm only three years old in my yeah. medical transition. So, um, and then I left. Like, I started in April, started medically transitioning April 2013. And then I was out here by June 2014. So I didn't really have a chance to date. Gotcha. And then out here, dating has been just trash in general. And then especially if you want to take it to online dating or apps like Tinder and Soul. So like, I, I'd just rather not even put up with it because it's just not Well, I'll speak cool. for myself. I don't want to speak for you, Thomas. But uh, yes. I just want you to know that that experience, whether or not you're trans or not, is the exact same for everybody in LA. <laughs> it is hard. It is hard to definitely date online. But I feel like a lot of people are using it as a way to just, you know, find your match hopefully yeah but you don't find you don't think because you you do identify as gay right yes you don't find that a lot of the times even with gay men that your experience online is hypersexualized everybody's just looking for a hookup well, uh, I don't do you that much you may not much. be looking for no. a hookup but people no, that's what you're they right. want you're right I, I, I it's a, such a much longer subject than to get into now but I value um, like conversation and intelligence maybe because I'm pompous <laughs> but uh, no, and I so like too. putting that forward and like trying to like pull conversation out of people it kind of like demonstrates like oh they want a little something more right which can typically end lead to the end of the conversation exactly uh, yeah, but that's a much longer that's, conversation. Yeah. I mean, you know, we could spend the whole hour talking about this. Yes. Yeah. But it's just, it's, it's not easy. Yeah, I just want to go back to one thing you said about uh, that you're three in trans years. Mm-hmm. I thought it was such a big moment when Caitlin got her ID card with uh, her uh, proper gender on there because it was like just a reminder to all the women on the uh, on the show that she's about two years old yeah. in trans years, you know? Mm-hmm. She's a little baby trans person. I thought she was like nine months. <laughs> Is it that Caitlin young? Caitlin is about, no, because she came out to Diane Sawyer and us prior to medically transitioning. She came, that was in May of last year. And then, uh, oh, wow. That was in May of last year, was it not? 
Yeah, I think it was in May. No, oh, yeah, it so was less than a year. Yeah, yeah. So it just was like a great reminder that like she she's a baby. Then she did Vanity Fair, and then in July she accepted the Arthur Ashe Award at the ESPYS. Yeah, and it's been that that that. Wow, mm-hmm. so it's even oh my god, younger than I thought. Yeah. that was just such a nice moment on the show because it showed her being vulnerable, and it was something completely non-political that all the girls could feel with her on. God bless America. You know. <laughs> So yeah, forward, um, and those those like less controversial moments allow us like an interview indicates um, psyche and what she's going through. And while her struggle is not typical of the normal trans person, she is struggling definitely. And I also wonder, as far as the dating is concerned, I also wonder if um, the. the one of the reasons why uh, Candace's date didn't show up is because of the cameras. Like, that's also a factor. It's a huge stigma that comes with, just like how Ella said in this episode, there's a stigma with being friends with trans women, much less being intimate with. And if you want to put that on national television, like, it could be something with the cameras. So I wonder if the cameras were, if these were just the Packer girls on their road trip driving across America, if he would have shown up. If you were going on a date, Thomas, and you saw... First date, and you see cameras there on the person. Do you continue with the date or you walk out? If I'm really into the person, then I'll definitely pursue the date. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. you know, it just it depends. I guess it varies. Okay, I mm. would probably myself be say, I am signing nothing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you can blur is, me yes. out if you want, but like, let's see how this date goes. Yeah. Well, they'd have to blow you out, blur you out if you <laughs> blow you out. They'd have to blur <laughs> you out if you didn't sign anything. So. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it was so interesting too how uncomfortable Caitlyn was with the salsa dancing. Yeah, and mm-hmm. then it, um, she I she's, forgot all about that. Yeah, she's able to be vulnerable in others' moments, like with trying for her ID card, but not able to be vulnerable when it comes to sexuality or compliments. Yeah. I know. I was just telling him. I, I noticed that Caitlyn's not good at receiving compliments. So yeah, just an observation. You know what though? On this season, we are um, hearing from Caitlyn that she is open to dating men so I feel like it is a big step for her to kind of take the season and go in a different direction and we're seeing a different side to her so we're kind of following what she's going through oh but she is also nervous remember she was like oh my gosh if someone took a picture of me salsa dating dancing with this guy and it got back to the kids oh what the kids would think what the kids would think what the kids would think so I don't know. Yeah, what she said was she doesn't want to confuse her daughters. And to me, you were had such courage to come out and transition and opened up to them about that. Like, this is just a little bit of the puzzle, you know? But you yeah. never know what goes on behind the scenes. And the Kardashians are good. First of all, they are good at manipulating the media, but they put on this public uh front like united we stand oh we love caitlin but her in that moment saying oh i don't want to be even photographed dancing with the guy because of the kids the kids you it, that's telling that's all i'm saying and i'm not saying that they don't accept her but i'm saying that that's very very telling because they tell the cameras and they tell us as the public one thing but you don't know what goes on behind the scenes with families they could yeah. this could very well still be a huge adjustment for them even though they're playing it like oh kate oh that's oh, i love your lip gloss what <laughs> is is that you know is that don't say yeah. but i mean we only <laughs> see what they show us obviously but from what they have told us on the show she, she said she's looking to, like, she would be open to dating men. Mm-hmm. I want to know, is she cutting off women entirely? Mm. It sounds like We've it. Not because th- it's in what she said. She did say in the future she doesn't see her dating um, her dating women. women. So I just have to, the critical part of me has to wonder if that's shame, like, against herself. Like, I think I mentioned that the first episode. never know when it comes to her. 
You just never know. I know. It's just like she it, she can transition and be transgender, but she can't be transgender and a lesbian. I think that could like break her. And probably. that's me reading into it. But I just no probably no. because it totally they, it's really combative with her conservative Republican views. Yeah, it's she's would be a walking hypocrite. Yeah, a literal walking hypocrite, and no one wants to be a hypocrite, especially just a public walking hypocrite. Like mm -mm. I know. <laughs> I was so happy to see Aaron Andrews and Laith Ashley on the show tonight. Yes. Oh yeah! Shout out to Laith. I always say Laith is Bay. You know, but uh, <laughs> I had no idea Laith. Uh, we've actually been Facebook friends for a while, but I had no idea Laith was going to be appearing on the show. So when I saw him, I was like, Oh, look at Bay! Did you guys see the spread? The uh, uh, the spread that uh, she did with Aaron? No. On uh, the Barney's catalog. Wait, then who? That Laith did? That Laith did, yeah. Did with Aaron. That mm -hmm. he did with Aaron. Um, no, I didn't see that. It no. came out two years ago, yeah, in 2014. Um, January, actually. And Dennis Friedman, who is like the visionary, or the creative director at Barney's, came up with the idea to do this spread. So, okay. yeah, it's really good. I like no, that. I saw pictures. That. Mm -hmm. I need to look that up. Oh, wow. I was just so excited to see that because of their killing it as models right now. Lathe is everywhere. Yes. yes. But in regards to the, like pop culture, trans men are fairly absent. They are. So mm -hmm. I, it's like, good, yes, let's show them we, like they exist as well. Well, I, I think trans men a lot of the times are excluded from the discussion and this may be very crass of me to say, but I feel like they're excluded from the discussion because they don't face, yeah, Surface-wise, trans women and trans men face the same things as far as access to resources and hormones and what yeah. have you. But when it comes to social stigma, I don't think trans men might get it as tough as trans women. Even when it comes to, to dating, because, okay, theoretically, if a trans man is dating a woman, women are typically from jump given permission to be totally sexually fluid. Everybody has yeah. a story about how they kissed a girl in college and da 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 da, da <laughs> versus men are not. Yeah. So when it comes to that, I'd imagine in my head, and you all can tweet me and correct me if I'm wrong, and I'm not I'm not painting this entire group of people with one brush. But what I'm saying is in my head in theory, if a guy is dating a woman and the guy comes out and says, Hey, by the way, I'm trans in my mind, it's not going to be an issue. And, and, and even if it starts an issue, starts out to be an issue, the woman's going to come back. Because if you treat, because women are a little bit more emotional versus men are a little bit more visual. So that's just in, in my experience. And, and women don't, it boils down to, to gender roles and women don't face the same stereotypes as men do when it comes to that. Um, no, I would agree. Women would be a lot more accepting, stereotypically. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot more open to the idea because they don't face it. Men are, oh my God, she's trans. Can't bring her home for Christmas and Thanksgiving. Oh my God. And then they start looking. They're, they're physical. So they start looking for, okay, are her hands big? Is that an Adam's apple? Versus women, I feel it's the emotional connection. Yeah, I mean, it's also just... Like, like women are sexualized and a trans man walks down the street and you don't bat an eye, a trans woman walks on the street and you get a cat call. You that know? is true. That's you true. get something, talk to them. It's not just a trans woman, any woman, you know? Yeah. There's just like a more so attention. It's, it's very, very strange how that works. And like I said, I'm not here for excluding trans men out of the conversation because they they are a, a vital part to the conversation. But I'm saying why 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 I think they're not highlighted as much within the culture because trans women, I believe, 
face more adversity socially than trans men do. What did you think about her saying that she would have to open up her options? Um, we're talking about Candace. Okay. Her saying um, that she was open to dating trans men as that being an option. That's her. Um, I'm all for it. One of my good associates who was just featured on Say Yes to the Dress, she was the first trans woman featured on Say Yes to the Dress. She's from Chicago. Well, she's from Iowa, but lives in Chicago. Her name's Precious Davis. And she is engaged to a trans man named Miles, who actually shot one of my videos back in Chicago. But <laughs> anyway, yeah, they're engaged and uh, everybody finds their story so compelling because they're both trans, a trans woman and a trans man in a relationship that are engaged to get married. So I feel like people have to do what works best for them. For me, I don't know. I don't I don't know if I'd be open. I mean, I'd be open to it, but I don't know. To me that's still something that I'm grappling with. Really? Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> yeah. Oh, I'm su I'm surprised to hear that. Yeah. Okay. I'm that for me personally, dating a trans man, man is something that I am kind of wrestling with. Okay. That's just me. <laughs> <laughs> we all have our journey. It's okay. Exactly. We do. And well, so I keep wrestling my... and let us know when you make a decision. I, I will. <laughs> I will. But I thought that that was big of Candace. No, because, it was. You know, yeah. yeah. No, I, I mean, I think Candace is great. And I. she seems like such a good, supportive friend. Yes. To Caitlyn yeah. and all like the other your girls. everyday best friend. Yeah. yeah. And I love her relationship with Chan, uh, Chandy. You know, every episode focuses on, like, a member of the cast. And mm -hmm. this was Chandy's episode. Yes. Yeah. I was living for Chandy at the drag show. Oh, I thought that was God. amazing. Shanda that was Chandelier. That wasn't That Chandelier. was Chandelier, yes. <laughs> that was, but I have to say, I agree with Jenny Boylan. And typically... To you. Typically, I agree. I found myself snapping my fingers at the TV every time Jenny Boylan has something to, you know, snapping in agreeance because I just typically agree with her. And in this instance, when they were doing the drag thing, I respect Shandy and I respect all the other trans women who have come to uh, get to know themselves throughout the art of drag. One of yeah. my good friends out here in Los Angeles is a trans uh, performer. You know what I'm saying? And she's very good at it. Very good at Rihanna and Beyonce, especially. She gives, <laughs> No, she gives it to you. Like, you have to take a second glance to see who you're looking at. Is that really B up there? <laughs> so, but for me, I could see, I totally saw where Jenny was coming from as far as our womanhood is constantly questioned. And people, some people make it their life's work to uh, invalidate our womanhood. So to have you as a trans woman being this performer which goes hand in hand with female impersonator is another thing that could that someone could use against me to invalidate my womanhood and my path and my journey throughout womanhood. So I totally saw where she was coming from with that. I get that and I am with you where anytime Jennifer Finley Boylan speaks, I like stand up and applaud. But for this one issue, it's it's your friend who is performing tonight. You know, draw the line in the sand about the yeah, use of the T word. No, the use yeah. of the T word, you know, call that. Say it's not happening. But when your friend's performing, you say, you know what, I can set aside this difference for one night and for one hour. And she of my had a time. good time. She and was she right did there, do yeah. that, but she, I, I still think that she brought up a valid point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yes. She did. She never said she wasn't going to go see Shandy perform. She just said that she, that she, 
couldn't see it. Like, what, what is it? You know, like, I don't... I, I just think that, like, we are all constantly performing our gender, transgender or cisgender yeah. or not. And mm-hmm. so, like, this is a way of doing that at a heightened mm-hmm. level. So I'm really happy that she went and came around. I just... Yeah. Um, I understood her point, and I thought she was 100% correct. I just needed her to go to the show. Yeah. So I'm happy that she went. I don't think she wasn't ever not going to go, but I am glad that everybody went and had a good time. Even Precious was at that show, by the way. She has a selfie with uh, Caitlin from that show. She was sitting right next to her. So Really? Yeah, all my Chicago girls that I know <laughs> have been like all up in, in these last two episodes. Well, so Chandy just looks so happy on that stage. She did. She did. She, she was did. living. She was getting her life. She did. Oh, God. I know. But while we're in Chicago, that's where episode four started. Yes. They were at the Chicago house. That's your hut, Chicago. Chicago house. Uh, I have to shout out Shannon Parker. I saw you on TV tonight, girl. And Shannon is actually the one who three years ago made some calls and rearranged some things along with Angelica Ross. Shout out to her. She was on last season. But uh, which basically allowed me to begin my hormone medical transition. So it was refreshing. And we're, me and uh, Shannon and I, excuse me, we're really good, you know, acquaintances. We're cool. And it was good to see her on TV tonight. Yeah. And the Chicago House does do a lot of work, a lot of good, good work towards the advancement of trans people and helping you fa- find a job and helping you find a home and things like that. And fortunately, I, that's not something that I was combating because I was employed and I did have a roof over my head and things like that. But they're really, really good at at helping the community and giving back. So Fantastic. And I was so excited, not excited, excuse me. <laughs> I was um, very happy to see Caitlin addressing the protesters. That were out yeah. front. I did like that. I did like that she was, you know, speaking out towards them. And, you know, I, I don't feel like she, you know, I feel like she was going in there with the best intention. And I feel like that that's the progress that we need to see on television. You know what I mean? Yeah. At first I was like, mm. I don't know, because I didn't. We were we weren't able to hear what Caitlyn had to say, and they're on the stage. But I will say what Shandy said when they got into the car really, really resonated with me. Because at first I was like, okay, I totally see why the protesters out there. Because Caitlyn gets under my skin too. Like I feel you, girl. I see why you're out there. <laughs> but when Shandy said how the energy, like you're giving all of your energy towards tearing down this person, what are you doing in the community? That energy could have been redirected to uplifting someone, not exactly. necessarily Caitlyn, but that. Energy Energy that you just exerted and wasted, you know, by you know yelling at Kate, could have been used. You could have been spending your time being productive, uplifting someone in the community, whether they be trans man, trans woman, gender nonconform, whatever. You could have been using that time being productive and being positive. So we really have to watch what we put out there. But at first, like I said, I was so like, okay, protester. I wouldn't have went about it that way, but I feel your anger, and this is your time to let Kate, Caitlin know how you feel and say it like you mean it. But Shandy really uh, kind of shut me up about that. But I think so. this is good for Caitlin. I think this is going to be an opportunity for her to see you know, what's really out there, and it's going to push her to work even harder, and I believe that she will. 
I don't think she will. Why? I just don't. I mm. I don't think I do not think that she will. And I do agree with you on that though, because Jenny did say that in the episode that it's good yes. for Caitlyn to see this because Caitlyn lives on top of a hill in Malibu with no neighbors, and Caitlyn has enough money, as she says, she's in that one percent. She has enough money where she can turn on the blinders and she doesn't have to read her Twitter mentions and things like that. So she may not what know what's fully going on as far as people what people have to say aside from celebrities that may have to say something that gets reported to the People magazine and that may come across her desk. So here's the thing though, we've been really hard on Caitlyn for a very good reason, I think. Yes, in our a after very shows. good reason. Um, however, I think that Caitlyn is actually taking a like very specific journey on this show. I think she's evolving. I think she's really listening she to these women. And I think we saw that um, in Graceland College when she's talking about how she's happy now. And mm. I think well, what that... about months later when she says that she wants to be the trans ambassador for Ted Cruz? This I... was filmed months ago. She just came out two weeks ago and said that she, like... I, I, I think that she's... I think and saying she... Hillary Clinton wouldn't be good for women's issues, but Trump would. She just said made these comments two weeks ago. I, I know, but like we're naming two comments. She's made hundreds of comments have not made the headlines. Those are really like, sexy headlines. I just think that she's actually listening to these women, and I could see like the cracks forming. Yeah. I think that she's going to get herself in trouble because when she's uncomfortable, she has a really her like resting face becomes like a half smile it looks really smug so when she's talking the protester which i think is great address this protester please don't just ignore them mm -hmm. she's smiling like mm -hmm. condescending yeah. but i think that's her resting face or i think she that's her like face she puts on when she's uncomfortable and i think that's gonna be like a problem <laughs> but no i think that she's genuinely getting better I like her so much more from episode one to episode four tonight. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think that it's my really- My feelings have not changed. <laughs> oh, really? And I'm not apologizing for it. <laughs> no, my feelings have not changed. I know, but I think it's amazing that Caitlyn Jenner is the executive producer of I Am Kate and she allowed them to make her so unlikable in the first mm -hmm. couple episodes. Mm -hmm. And I think that that's a journey of the show is us liking her more, but also her learning. I think it's also people with differing opinions within the trans community learning how to talk to one another. Right, because yeah. Kate Bornstein made a good point in the van when they were leaving about how everyone thinks that they have the key to trans. Like, oh, yeah. no one can tell me anything, but that's what people really need to realize, that everybody's journey is different, everybody identifies differently. Just like no two black people walk the same path, no two trans people walk the same path. So you just have to really be careful when you're pushing your narrative. And, and making sure that you're being objective. Yeah, there's not any one way to be transgender. Exactly. And I think Caitlyn is an extreme example of that. Extreme. But like Jenny Boylan said, she's the most public figure right now, but she's also one of the most problematic. Yeah, and it, it's what it is, unfortunately. I think this show is working to curb that. And I think that Caitlyn in the debate, when they were watching the Hillary Clinton-Bernie Sanders debate, was very lucky to have Kate Bornstein sitting next to her because she is able to call her out in a really nice, helpful way. Yeah, exactly. anybody else would have been like, it would have turned into something. Yeah, she's allowed to. She's able to address problems as they happen. And I think that's really rare. She turned and said, God bless America. <laughs> God bless him because Caitlyn was being so ugh. And she was being so nasty. Yeah, and as they were saying God bless America while Caitlyn was standing up and talking about uh, like these conservative issues, she curbed her speech. She listened to them. 
If you watch, she like just sidetracked and went to like a nice, more acceptable place. So I'm seeing Caitlyn and I'm on her side. I am too. <laughs> Are you good? <laughs> I am on Caitlyn's side. I'm glad. Well, I'm the <laughs> minority, I guess, because I'm not. I'm not saying that I think that everything she's doing is 100% the right response. She has such an opportunity to help the trans community and it's not... It's helping, but it's not helping as much as it could. But I'm on her side, meaning I think she's going to get there eventually. I think so, too. I think that she just is going through, like we said, nine months of this transition. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot to learn. She should have rested first. I still stand by that. She should have. The show comes too early. Like, we should be watching season one of I Am Kate right now. It came too early. She came out to Diane Sawyer next month. Vanity Fair, next month we're in the middle of filming. She didn't even have time to explore her transit identity without it being like she hasn't even made concrete decisions. I I don't know. I don't know. I feel like I get what you're saying. I get your point. But I just feel like even though she went and she did the Diane Sawyer interview and then she went on to do the reality show, we get a sneak peek into, you know, her journey. We get to see all these moments that we probably wouldn't see if it wasn't on camera. Yeah. So I really agree. Yeah. We're she's seeing her so before. problematic. Yes, but we're seeing she's her so before she's fully formed. You know, everything is so calculated. It's a reality show. It's edited. But we're seeing this person who is problematic. And that's why it's interesting. And dare I say, if she did Diane Sawyer, and then she did Vanity Fair, and then she took a break for a year, we wouldn't care as much. That is true. She understands understands the Kardashian machine now. She ain't stupid. But I'm just saying it is, um, in a lot of ways, I find her counterproductive. And it, it kind of pains me that she is this so 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 big i would just i would pay money to have her switch places with someone like laverne cox yeah i think all those feelings are completely valid and she's giving you reason to think that like yeah one of the internet bloggers that i follow um chernobyl calls refers to caitlin as the trans donald trump now you can draw your own conclusions from that but that's what she calls her the thing is though (laughs) that because Bruce Jenner was a Kardashian, mm-hmm. for lack of better words. We were able to have this opportunity to have I Am Kate mm-hmm. on TV. Mm-hmm. You know, we have other trans people in the media that couldn't get a reality show, and if they could get a reality show, they could not get viewers yeah. to watch it. So yeah, she- a lot of times reality shows invalidate what you're doing, especially when you're trying to establish yourself. Yeah, like someone mm-hmm. like Laverne Cox, who's still trying to, like she is a solidified actress, but it would have been pointless. It would have invalidated her orange is the new black and all she has going on if she had cameras following her around. Yeah, and early on people um, in the trans community, it medical transitions if people choose to do that are so expensive Mm -hmm. that this would could give somebody the money to do that and I think that that could like they're paying for them to be on the reality show. Oh, okay, okay. I think that that could be like a a weird situation. No, I'm saying another person, a young trans person. Oh, okay, okay. Let's say that would have been more interesting to watch. Yeah, but it's just uh, it's like a different. It's not their life then. Um, You know, Caitlyn paid for everything with her own money, and I I think it'd be a different experience to watch somebody young transitioning, like three, six months in, and Mm -hmm. if they're getting money for medical transition, like from money from the show, Mm -hmm. it would just be a different experience. Like, I would not want it to be... But that's also what adds to Caitlyn being totally not relatable to the trans community because she was able to be a microwave girl. She Uh. was able to go in front of Diane Sawyer and say, hey, 
I'm trans, and the next time we saw her, she had breast implants hiking in Malibu with Brody with three hoodies on because she wasn't ready to reveal them yet. She instantly got facial feminization, sir. And I'm not saying this coming from like a jaded place, but I'm saying this as far as her relatability to the community. And then she even goes on to further ostracize herself by being this extreme Republican. It's just like you can't fault her for wanting to alter her appearance, though. I'm not. I'm not faulting her. I'm just saying she's not relatable. No, and, and that At, is, in the least to me. And, and that's correct, but for a lot of America, they need something like a Caitlyn Jenner to ease their transition into other trans issues. And she is getting exposure, and I, I feel like audiences that are watching, like what you said, you know, I Am Kate is on E! It's on one of the biggest networks. This is good. This is good for TV to, for us to see all this transition. That's yeah. my opinion. Like, what happened in this episode? Kim Kardashian showed up at the DMV to support her. Exactly. And then Hillary Clinton said, say hello to your family for me. I love Kim Kardashian, so I... <laughs> I do too. Yes. So I, I thought that was great, too, on the last episode. I thought that was nice to see the support from the family coming out, and I feel like that's something that, as viewers, we need to see, too, as mm-hmm. a Keeping Up fan. It's yeah. nice to see them on the show, because you want to see Caitlyn's transition, and you also want to see her family also be accepting as well, so... Yeah. You know? Um, just to go back to my earlier point about a young person who getting money to fund... Uh, like surgeries if they choose I felt like I was a little inelegant the way I described it Mm -hmm. I just would not want that to end up being like the swan because that feels icky to me like look at all the things you need to change about yourself to be accepted as this gender but that would be totally up to them yeah it would be that would be totally up to them and that's why I can't fault Kate for wanting to like perform her gender the way she yeah, wants. There's nothing wrong with wanting to perform your yeah. gender, but it is, it, it's a lot, like I said, she's problematic and counterproductive. <laughs> That's what it boils down to. And yet, the fact of her existence in the public eye is doing good. It is. It is. I won't argue that. Like, it, it is. Lizzie Johnson, who we met this episode, who is who a 13-year-old. Who looks like that one actress. She looks like the actress from How to Get Away with Murder. The if one you who all watched the show, then you all know who I'm talking about. Who's on Gilmore about. Girls? I don't. I didn't watch Gilmore Girls, oh. but the little blonde yes. on on ABC's Shonda Rhimes, Viola <laughs> Davis, How to Get Away with Murder. That's who little Lizzie. I thought that was the actress at first. I was like, oh wow, this is random. Okay, but here's the deal. For <laughs> Liz, you're right, <laughs> she has that blonde hair. Um, for Lizzie Johnson, who's 13, to be able to have, she said she's gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, they said they're gender fluid. Mm-hmm. Um, to be able to have these feelings is one thing. To be able to name them and say, I am gender fluid is completely different. And on top of that, to be comfortable saying that exactly, out loud yeah. and telling people at 13. We have the resources now. It's unbelievable. There's no way we could have done that at 13 because no. we didn't have the resource. I always say that I didn't identify as trans because I didn't have the language. Yeah. I knew what I felt, but I didn't have the language to do that. But had I been 13 today, are you kidding me? <laughs> but in, well, as problematic as Caitlyn is, she is still allowing things that like is this true. to happen. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. not going to argue that. You're absolutely right. I just think that's unbelievable. But now Lizzie, she may not be voting for you in order for you, like, God forbid something happen and you're out on the street. You may not get housing or access to hormone replacement if that's something you, you're interested in based on decisions, political decisions that Caitlyn makes. So it's a double-edged sword. Um, yeah, I can't argue with that. It's, you may have to pay $250 a month for access to your medical <laughs> transitions because of uh, decisions, political decisions that your beloved Kate has made. If that's something you're interested in, little Lizzie. Yes, not every trans person wants to medically transition. That's true. Um, 
Yes, it's just it's so <laughs> complicated, which is why this show is successful. Mm-hmm. Actually, I mean, viewer-wise, it's not it's not doing that well, <laughs> but it is interesting. Yeah, it I was infuriating to watch. I was at a pa- I did a panel a few weeks ago, and we were discussing one of the talking points was discussing episode one, politically incorrect. And I asked a sea full of people at the downtown Independent. I said, by a show of hands, how many of you all saw this episode? Not one hand raised. I was so like shocked. I thought that at least one, it was at least like 250 to 300 people in there, but granted they were all LGBT of color. So that may be another thing because there's a huge disconnect, but not one hand raised, not one hand clap or anything. I was like, oh, well, how am I going to lead this conversation? <laughs> and you all haven't even seen the damn episode. So. so do you feel like they're all just not into Caitlyn or they're not like, why do you think that is? That is a good question. I don't know if I can answer that. I don't know if it's a matter of them not having the time or they didn't know that season one even kicked off because this was like a week into the show or if it if it goes back to that disconnect. Like, I'm not why Caitlyn's like, mm, no. I think these are members of our community who get it. You know, they mm-hmm. know who Caitlyn is. They know that she is problematic and inspirational. Mm-hmm. And I think that they know that trans people exist. Yeah. And I think that they... So it's like, why watch the show? Yeah. And I think because like her problematic nature doesn't entice them to do it. Mm-hmm. I have to be honest. Even if I wasn't reviewing this show, I'd probably still watch it. Honestly. Oh, really? Yeah. Because I liked it last season. That's yeah, interesting. So, and plus, I'm seeing familiar faces and people that I know. Hello, Mimi Marks, by the way. <laughs> I, I know Mimi, too. <laughs> Chicago. So I'm seeing people that I know, and uh, it's interesting. It really is interesting um, seeing the perspectives, even though sometimes I'm just like, And we see some fun moments as well. We do. Yeah, Yeah, Shandy's always good for fun moments, so I'm (laughs) glad she's a part of the cast. She kind of rounds it out. Yeah, Yeah, she's a lot of fun. I mean, I would have still watched the show just because I love the supporting cast of characters. You know, some of my favorite... They make the show for me. They make the show. They're all so different. Their journeys are all so different. So as viewers, you're seeing all these different stories you're not just seeing, you know, yeah. just we're not just here to see Caitlyn's story. And she's learning from them as she goes. I think she's- She is. Yeah. But I feel like she's biased to some of them. Like she is biased towards Candace, but everybody else is like, you know, well, like she loves her some Candace. They've been tighter for a little bit longer, I think. I guess. I, but I thought, also I think that Candace is able to bring that side out of her more. Yeah. True. I thought what was interesting this episode was something that was totally disgusting called mountain oysters. Now, when I first heard this Mm-mm. term, I was like, okay, I'm an oyster eater. I don't think I've ever heard of mountain <laughs> oysters. You know, my family's from the Gulf. Um, I'm like, okay. And when it was explained that they were bull testicles, I'm like, oh, no, thank you. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm not eating no, 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 no beef testing. In the words of Shandy, let's not and say we did. Let's not and say we did. Absolutely <laughs> right, Shandy. I just love Shandy in episode three. We saw this amazing performance, mm-hmm. and then we see her on this trans panel at Graceland College. And they got kicked out of a restaurant. Oh, I know. Oh, that was hard to see. Where were they at? Was that Oklahoma? They were in Texas. That was in Oklahoma. You know, okay. the, I, uh, here, they were kicked out of the restaurant. They didn't want them filming in there. I cannot see if they were kicked out because they did not want them filming. No, they were kicked out because the manager found out what show it was for. Mm-hmm. But, but I think that they were kicked out with their cameras because they needed 
wanted to eat with the cameras. I don't know for a fact if they were kicked out because they if they would no, have Candace been. No, I think they that. Yeah, they did. Candace say. said. I, I'm just confused if they were able to stay there and eat without cameras. You think they were no, kicked no, no. out all together? Mm-hmm. All together. Well, they that's were, even worse than I thought. She implied. Oh, really Candace implied that the cameras, everybody was allowed in, but when they when the manager found out what show that they were filming for, he was like, "Y'all gotta go." Oh, because they weren't even filming inside. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they were, just saw cameras. They weren't actually filming. No, they were. They had started oh. filming, but when he found out, when the manager, they're filming for I Am Kate. The whole operation got to get shut down. Y'all got to go, type thing, and that's what happened. You know what though? I feel like it's important for us to see that because this is going on in America. Oh yeah, and it's for people to see that this is still going on. So it's really hard that they had to go through that, but it's also in a way, you know kind of a, a wake-up call that things should change and hopefully things do eventually change. Everything's not L.A. and Caitlyn and the number one, you know, the the 1% running around doing her thug thizzle. No, some people are in these marginalized communities and some people who don't fit the mold who can't afford to go see a, a team of surgeons in one day and pop out being this fabulous woman, they're just not allowed to eat in a restaurant just based on who they are. And so I am grateful for this platform, for this e-show, to show that even, you know, sometimes the girls who have, you know, who do look like beautiful women or who have passing privilege or whatever you want to call it, they get kicked out of restaurants too based on show affiliation. Yeah. Not even, yes, exactly right. It's um, unfortunate, but like uh, Candace said, like, oh, we're used to our bubble in LA. I forgot this yeah. still exists. Mm-hmm. That's so real. And that's why I was so touched by the woman's story. I didn't get her name, but she was the redhead in one of the small cities. Oh, in Dubuque, Iowa. Yeah. Shout out to Dubuque, Iowa. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that she said she didn't move to a bigger city because other people need to know that trains will exist in smaller towns. Now, see, if I were her, first of all, kudos to her. But if I were her personally, I think that I would be iffy about my safety in a smaller town Mm -hmm. yes which is which is why you lack resources you lack resources i don't know that's just the kind of girl that i am that's how i think now granted i'm like that in big cities too in in los angeles i'm kind of you know looking over my shoulder like you just never know because visibility does not equal safety when you're trans but if i was in small town usa and and openly trans i would fear yeah, I mean, but look, that what someone's got to lead the path. And that she's is true, and she's made it this far as well. So I, it yeah. Feels yeah. Like she is confident in her own skin to go on TV and to just be out there. Yeah, she is just Rosa parking it all over that town. Uh, but she, like, there's gonna be young somebody in that town is a young trans kid. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, maybe has a transition. A beautiful yet, example, and they'll be able yeah. to see like, oh, thank God. If she can do it, I can too. Yeah, I love that. And I was really touched by the answers they showed on the trans panel at Graceland. I was saying too about Shandy being the performer. She was performing her answers and like giving her like hand gestures. I love. I wish we Shandy. could see the whole thing. I hope it's like on YouTube somewhere. Like someone recorded it with their phone because I want to hear everything that was. It looked it looked really good and it looked really um, educational. Yeah. So, and I love that Caitlin Kate Bornstein is able to. Um, dwindle things down into like really easy to understand messages. Mm-hmm. She was talking about how she used to be in Scientology. Her daughter's still in Scientology. Which I never knew. I never I knew know that. that Scientologists looked at trans people that way. I yeah. learned something new tonight. I thought I didn't know what my idea of Scientology was, but I thought that it was a little bit in my head. 
I imagine it being a little bit more progressive than the traditional religions. No. But when she said that they looked at her as some sort of just a bad person based on her being trans and she hasn't been able to talk to her daughter since the girl was nine and now she's in her 40s. I'm like, wow, that it's taught huge. me something about science. Like, Scientologists kind of creep me out, you know, when I see oh, them. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's just me. But I, did, I thought, I figured that they would be a little bit more progressive. Well, no, it's fascinating. In her memoir, she talks about that she joined Scientology because they believe that you are your soul. I think they call it a theta, but I don't remember the exact word. And your soul is genderless. And so you're been reincarnated throughout your life, men, women, etc. And so that spoke to her because she, you know, and she's on this gender spectrum. Right. And so right. that um, really spoke to her, which is why she was stayed in Scientology for so long. But she was on the boat with like Elron Hubbard. She was a high-ranking woman, I guess not a woman back then on the boat. But um, she transitioned after. And so did not see her daughter for that long. It's nuts. That's yeah. crazy. That was I crazy feel for her. Well, her grandchildren. Her daughter, I think her name is Jessica, has had kids. I think wow. they had great questions in that in that whole auditorium. Mm -hmm. It was she, everything that, as a viewer, you want to hear. Too. Yeah. It seemed like a little bit of everybody was It was good there. energy. Yeah, and Chandy's answer about religion, like he, God knew before I did. I mean, that's what the good book tells you. Amazing. He, he knew you before you knew yourself, before you were even a thought in your mother's head. He knew you, so why, you know, I have my own bouts with religion, <laughs> but uh, I guess it's all with how you interpret it. Can we talk about Chandy's face when the religion question happened? And she said, I got this. She yes. had her game face on. <laughs> you guys saw that. Well, she was, you know what? I think that that's fair because she, I think it was fair for her to approach it just a little defensively because if you told me, and everybody knows that I love public speaking and the art of broadcast and all that, but if you told me, Char, you're about to go to a university that's a Christian-based university and it's public knowledge that you're trans and and someone gets up and reiterates that no question is off limits. Ugh. I'm going to naturally be a little waiting as I see people come to the microphone. Yes, what's your question? Like, I, I feel like I would be just a little defensive because Absolutely. you never know what's going to come out of people's mouths. And people are on such a mission now to get this whole social media buzz and embarrass you and all this stuff. So I feel like you got to kind of have your guard up a little uh, oh bit. Oh my God. Even as a viewer, when the teacher said, no question is off limits, I said, <gasps> yeah, uh -oh. you, never knew, you didn't know what was going to happen. And for a trans person, that's, yeah. But can we talk about how elegant Kate Bordenstein's response was about religion? Um, not to say your religion religion's dumb, but to say that if the heart of your doctrine is mm -hmm. meanness mm -hmm. and being mean, think twice. Yep. Exactly. Yep. It's just like the kindest, most gentle it's way of saying, think about it. It's also common sense, too. It's also common sense. But not a lot of people could phrase it in that non-aggressive that way. That I love true. the God Bless America, the prep in the bus before they even, you mm -hmm. know, got there earlier in the show yeah. so she just has that vibe to her that she does she knows what's up I'm you're talking about when it was her idea to have like the uh the word yes i mean that's kinda, her like role the in the show word. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah because no one else was going to think of that and it just would have been a shit show at the democratic <laughs> debate yeah but she yeah and i'm so happy that she's on the show i i've been a fan of hers for years i think that if kate bornstein had her own show it would be fascinating but i think it'd be harder to get people to watch yeah. yeah, you know that's true. It'd be one of those own things. Like I feel like it would be on the own network. Yeah, and it would be. 
it would be very one of those things that would be like you said would be fascinating but one season because one nobody watching yeah people are, <laughs> are would be confused and not be able to, to like to drink the juice and, it's yeah. just enough for every cast member to have their opinion and for us to follow along with them so I yeah. think it's good the yeah. supporting cast is just nailing it every week they are because <laughs> if this was just Kate running around like they knew they knew what they were doing with the show because if this were just Kate in her day to day life like I'd be like girl what and like visiting the LGBT youth center I don't know if I'd be yeah. here for that because it mm. and how valuable to see so many differing opinions in the trans oh, yeah. community on screen yeah I think that's unbelievable um, we're almost out of time we gotta move to some predictions okay uh oh Oh, just like Obama, who doesn't appreciate the country. I forgot about that. When she was talking about Bernie Sanders. <laughs> so in the um, preview for next week, we saw uh, Candace and her personal trainer yes. having some flirting. And then we saw Scott Disick. I'm excited for next Lord week's episode. Lord Disick is going to be with Kate and the girls. Like, how random can you be? But I see what the producers are doing because this is a recipe for a potentially epic episode. <laughs> to have Scott with Kate and with shit. Like, who who thought this up? I can't begin to think why he'll be there. Can you imagine? I, I, I really don't know. I was really surprised to see him featured on the show for next week's episode. Yeah. Are him and Courtney still dating in real they're life? They're on and off. I think they're back together now. I'm not sure, but I know they're on and off. Okay. I didn't see him. I was following, I like follow every all of them on Snap, and I didn't see him. Oh, today with yeah, Easter, it was Easter. just Tyga and Kanye oh, dressed up as a, the Easter Bunny. That was up dope. to date minute before Yeah, I only follow Kim and Kylie on Snap. The others I don't. Courtney? I don't follow Courtney. Hers is good. I feel like she would just be doing like avocado toast and almond no, milk. No, no, hers was good. Meditating. <laughs> All right, does anybody have any hardcore predictions for the next week? I do not, to be honest. I have no idea what to expect. I don't know, but I'm excited to see Scott. Yeah, I don't know what to expect, but I feel like it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a, a, a peak, a climax episode, okay, if you will. Let me be petty. Okay. Uh -oh. <laughs> I love Candace. I, I, I think I, just, I love her. Uh, end of sentence. New paragraph. I think that the, all the guys that she's going after on the show are a lot younger than I would think she would normally go for. I just want to see so. maybe somebody a little bit older than her or her age. Um, maybe that's my own bias, though. I don't well, know. She said that she has been in a relationship for seven years, I think. That's yeah. what she said. Her so last, yeah. I feel like she's just, you know, open to... Yeah, Dating. I'm just surprised. I'm like, Candace. Yeah, they are all. I, they, she is robbing the cradle. <laughs> but they you know what? She looks great, so go for it. And she's a great exactly. as a person. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, this was so much fun. Super I'm fun. I'm glad you could join us, Thomas. Thank you so yeah. much. Yeah, tell everybody so where they fun. can find you on Twitter. All right, everybody, you can find me at Thomas Relina on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook. You can find me, Char Chastel, at Char Cesso on ever, literally everything. <laughs> and I tweet from Jeff Masters 1. And as always, you can follow us, rate us, uh, subscribe on YouTube and iTunes. Guys, we'll see you next week. Goodbye. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.